let you intro me for everywhere I go. I'm just going to record that, and you can just play it. It makes me sound very, very elegant. I just loved it, even from the cartoons. Cartoons. I hate saying cartoons. The animated adventures. It's more sophisticated, uh, Matt, here on the show. We say yes. animated. Yes, we do. Yes. And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. You know, I said I was, I've had my last show, and it's very true. But you can consider this like uh, the, the, the final minutes of Mungle, kind of that extra scene you will after the credits because you gotta have one more chat with the man the myth the legend i call him the busiest man in media and showbiz that is matt mungle of the entertainment answer go to the entertainment for the mungle show commentary and podcast and i'm gonna just free flow it today with my good buddy matt how are you my friend hey i'm good man it's uh, good to talk to you and it's an honor to be here to help wrap things up it's uh it's a it's a privilege well, you know, maybe it's like the whole multiverse thing. You know, uh, I got some other timeline to go to. I'm going to interact with uh, Tom Hiddleston and some variation of Loki. I don't know. <laughs> don't get me started on that timeline. That is a, a thorn in my flesh. <laughs> well, uh, one thing I want to get actually your feedback on. Hopefully you have. T- I- I'm guessing you have. I was at the theater yesterday on National Cinema Day, where most movies yesterday were about $4 as we record this. And I saw Liam Neeson's Retribution. Uh, this was directed by Nimrod Antal. I had not heard of him before. Uh, and it was an hour and a half, quick movie, and a very different Liam Neeson movie. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Actually, it's on my radar to see tomorrow. We took advantage as well as our family. We took advantage of that $4 movie day on Sunday. Last Sunday, and what did you uh, we see? Saw Gran- went and saw Gran Turismo. My 11-year-old son is a huge video gamer, and so we went as a family to see Gran Turismo. Fantastic film. I recommend seeing it on the biggest screen you can, IMAX, Dolby Digital, however you need to see it. But uh, it was a good time. But yeah, the Liam Neeson one I'm excited about, seeing that probably tomorrow. Well, I'm glad to hear about the Gran Turismo movie because I think the original game came back out in, like when I was growing up, and that was a fantastic game and the previews you can't really tell much from it so it sounds like it's an exciting ride it is they did a fantastic job of putting you front row center inside of a race car and uh, you know it's based on a true story an amazing true story about this gamer who he's still active in uh in racing in, in the real racing circuits and it's just a powerful film it's a great motivational film and probably one of the tamest pg-13 films i have seen in a long time so feel free to take your 11, 12 year old and to have a blast. Well, I'll tell you what I liked about retribution. I told my, I went with my one son, Kyle. I told my other son, Kevin about it. He wasn't able to make it. And he's like, dad, it's Liam Neeson. It's like taking 5,000. They're all the same, but uh, no, this movie, Matt is actually a little different because he's trapped in a car. There is a pressure bomb in his car. He can't get up. He's trying to find the bad guy. I'm not going to spoil that. And basically 90 you're like okay well maybe he gets out 98 percent of the movie he is in this car trying to find a way to get the bomb out from under his seat is like nothing i've ever seen yes it is rated r so be careful if you're taking your kids to it also it stars matthew modine he's a great addition to the movie i really enjoyed it it was something brand new and fresh you never saw speed with keanu reeves <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I did, but I'm talking about from the fresh from a Liam Neeson oh. perspective where it's literally most of the time he has a special set of skills. He's going to find you and not good things are going to happen. So it was a little bit. He's actually a financier in this movie. And so to kind of see him on the defensive, it's a little bit of a different take for Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know, the previews I saw look, made it look really fun. So I'm excited to see it. And it did look like one of those where 
it's going to be, you know, taking place in this car, almost like one of those road rage kind of films. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you liked it. So far, not doing well on the Rotten Tomatoes. Experts, and we all know about experts sometimes. A 31% audience, not much higher, 65. The movie did just come out, so we'll see if it happens to go a little higher. Now, the next conundrum I want to get to, since I, I do have you, Matt, is, uh, I mean, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, on the thermometer and audience score, still sitting 96, 94%, looking outstanding, But I I was going to see this actually on National Cinema Day. It's practically not playing anywhere. Barbie, still going strong, has literally knocked this action flick out of the running for any type of continual run. But what is impressive is, and I will mention this and let you respond, because it did just hit a milestone. Now that it's earned 551, almost $552 million worldwide, it's still trying to make its money back. But with that, the franchise has now passed a total $4 billion altogether in the box office. And that's nothing to snuff at. It really isn't. But it's such a great franchise. I mean, this thing started in the mid-late 90s. Yeah, 96. 1990s for the kids. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, this thing has been going strong and it's never wavered. There's never been a weak moment, I think, in this franchise. I mean, I'll go back and put on. You know, you could put on two, three, four, whichever one in the series you want, and it's a solid film. So, yeah, I can see it doing well and continuing to do well because there really isn't a weak point, I don't think, in the franchise. And this one, too, this latest one was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that what's safe to say about the franchise, they're all at least moderately successful. But what you can say, no matter which one happens to be your favorite or which one happens to be at the bottom, they're all darn good. They are. That's what I mean. They're all fun. So there's never one that's like, oh, this thing's a beating. They're all a lot of fun to watch. Fallout, uh, still the reigning champion of the franchise at about $786, $787 million. That was a pretty good one, too. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, they're definitely still making part two, whether that's the last one or not, Matt. Uh, and maybe you have a, a take on that. Should they wrap it up with part two? This thing's been going for 30 plus years. Or do you see them like there was a recent interview? Tom says he might be making these movies till he's 80. Yeah, you know what? I think they need to wrap it up while they're on top. Because like we just mentioned, I don't want to get to the point where that does start lacking, where they just start putting them out just to put them out. This one was really great. I have really good feelings about part two of the finale. And so if that goes out strong, I think this is a franchise that needs to end at the top. I don't want them to see them regurgitating stuff. If all the other actors have moved on, if your principal players have moved on, then then why? Why do it? Tom's got enough to do. It's definitely a question that's been explored. And I, I think I see I do see both sides of it where it would be nice to wrap it up while they're on top. I mean, the series does generate money. Tom obviously still does what he does at an exceptional level. And I I think if it's not exceptional, he'll step away. But gosh, I mean, this is literally one series of movies, Matt, where you walk in every, no matter box office numbers, you walk in knowing, I'm going to love this movie. Right. There's no trepidation of walking in wondering, man, I hope I get my money's worth. You're going to get your money's worth for sure. And Tom always delivers on that. So, and he's a, he's a brilliant businessman. He's also a brilliant filmmaker and understands theater goers. He is a fan of the theater. He's a fan of the moviegoers. And he's never going to put out anything that just to make money that he doesn't think people will enjoy. Because at the end of the day, that's what he wants is for everybody to enjoy the movie experience. Yeah, I just wish I could have saw it on National Cinema Day. I mean, it was literally just 
swarming with people just trying to get that $4 ticket. Of course, Matt, oh, the, uh, then I went to the concessions line and I had to take out a small loan just to get two nachos and two sodas for me and my son. Yeah, you do. You have to take out a second mortgage if you want to go. And that's what the great thing is about this National Movie Day is, I mean, to be able to take a family of four to the theater for less than 20 bucks for tickets, I mean, that's old school. That's where we should be. I think that's just a great time for everybody in the family to be able to go and enjoy a movie. So uh, it's awesome. Two more things I want to get to here with Matt Mungle of the Entertainment Answer on the final minutes of Mungle as, yes, we're wrapping it up here and across the county. Things are transitioning for me and you can take that as it will. Matt gets the after credits scene here with me as we did wrap up our final full length interview with Raul Prito Ramirez. Uh, but the couple of things I want to get to, Matt, is first of all, let's get to Ahsoka. I have not seen it yet. Huge Star Wars fan, as you know. I've been digesting some of the reviews, which have been mixed online before I dive in myself. What have you thought? Uh, I think there's two episodes out. What do you What do you think about Ahsoka? Is this getting Star Wars back to where it needs to be? It is. Uh, yeah, two episodes are out. I loved them. They felt, I mean, from the opening minutes of the first episode, it feels like a Star Wars film. I mean, you know you're watching a Star Wars, something from that universe. I'm a huge fan of Ahsoka. I uh, loved her in... Um, Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And I mentioned those two shows because it is very vital that if you want to get everything out of this series, you need to maybe not watch all of those series because there's so many episodes. But if you have Disney Plus, they give you the, the episodes that Ahsoka's in that are very important to help the storyline. So at least go back and you know, pick and choose some of those episodes to watch. But if you've watched Rebels and if you've watched Clone Wars, then you're going to gravitate immediately to the characters. If not, you might be a little lost. You might be like, I don't know who they're talking about. I get it. It's a Star Wars film. It looks great. But I'm a little lost in the story. So that's if the they follow I what I think you're talking about. Yeah. The character of Ahsoka, you know, does have its roots, if, especially if you're following the old school Clone Wars and Rebels. It can be a little bit confusing because it doesn't follow the main timeline. Uh, but Rosario Dawson, every performance she gives as Ahsoka hits it out of the park. I mean, her acting, she's gorgeous. She seems very authentic. You believe the character. I love a lot of the turmoil, especially because, you know, she's Anakin's protege. She is. And she went, like I said, again, if you watched Clone Wars, she went through a lot in her Jedi pursuit from a Padawan under uh, Anakin and coming up. And so she's been through a lot and Rosario Dawson nails it. It is one of my newest favorite characters in the Star Wars universe, for sure. I almost wish they had given us a live action Ahsoka a little bit sooner because whether it's just a cameo showing up in some of the other Star Wars series as she has or getting her brand new show. I mean, I have loved every second that she's been on screen thus far. And she's got a cool look. I mean, she is a cool looking Jedi. So that helps as well. So and like I said, I just loved it even from the cartoons, cartoons, I hate saying cartoons, the animated adventures. It's more sophisticated, uh, Matt, here on the show. We say yes. animated. Yes, we do. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I'm waiting for you to hear. I'm waiting for you to watch it. I want to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be letting you know. And uh, somewhere in the broadcasting realm, we'll get uh, my response. I'll share that with you. Across the county, I'm Noah. The other thing I wanted to wrap, Matt, and I was talking with my good buddy, here at the radio station and we were talking about because I've heard circulations maybe not now obviously got to get to the grand scheme that is Loki season two and a couple other things that they're coming out with which honestly uh, Marvel is 
being very disinterested to me uh, of late. But even in the DC realm, I think there's oversaturation in the comic realm when you're coming up with some of these movies. I did moderately enjoy Flash. I think that's actually been the most entertaining comic book movie that's come out of late. But I've heard of a Marvel MCU possible reboot, which I do think they need to do. And they need to maybe go back to the formula they used before, which was limited or no TV shows. I would say limited, but however you want to do it. And then coming out with a movie, maybe not several a year, come out with one big blockbuster Marvel movie a year and just make them worth our time, make them better, because I see a lot of disinterest going on. Yeah, I agree 100%. Starting with phase one, that was a very special time for Marvel fans and for theater goers, where you had all of those films of the first couple of Iron Men, Captain America Winter, and then Winter Soldier and then just some of the the nuances of those early ones were, yeah, they would come out every year, every little bit more than a year. There was no TV shows filled in. It was a very special time. Now the oversaturation, I think, is what's making us see more of this multiverse is because they're running out of ideas. We got to get something out. We got to get something out. Well, let's put it in the multiverse. Let's bring in this. And it's very frustrating. So, well, yeah, and I mean, you and I have talked it about it in the past. One time travel multiverse play, it, it, it is a little lazy, but I always said if they did it right, this could be a home run. I don't think they've done it right. I, I think they did with Loki. I enjoyed kind of the tendrils of what was beginning, but nothing's really connected for me, Matt. It hasn't. And even you mentioned The Flash. The Flash is a DC movie. And we've never seen the multiverse that I know of in D.C. And now we're seeing it where the Flash went back in time. It became a whole back to the future thing with and I I hated it. I hated that whole storyline of the Flash. And yeah, it looked cool and it was fun. But when they brought in that multiverse, it was unnecessary. And again, I don't know what they were trying to do, but now it's creeped over into D.C. Yeah, and I wish they wouldn't do it. And like I said, the Flash, in my mind, strongest comic movie in some time, I think the last one I really thoroughly enjoyed was the Batman, Matt Reeves. I, I love that movie, but the Flash was moderately strong. But again, the, I, I didn't like the sloppiness of a lot of the multiverse rumblings. I considered it more of a Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman 3. Yeah, it was. But again, it was an afterthought. And then they're trying to bring in every character from the past. And yeah, it was cool to see familiar faces and get familiar storylines, but not at the expense of everything else. And I just, yeah, I just I just couldn't gravitate to it at all. I mean, give me some more Justice League. Give me some more Zack Snyder stuff. And I'm, I'm good. So it sounds like you and I are in agreement, though. Reboot the MCU. I think DC needs to rethink what they're doing before they get too deep in the weeds. But reboot the MCU and make the quality better and make the quantity a lot less. There's never anything wrong with that. That's always a smart move. Well, Matt, we are wrapping up here on Across the County. And before we leave, what is going on? What are the current happenings? I always ask you over at the Entertainment Answer and the entertainmentanswer.com. Yeah, I mean, we're just still kicking out the podcast, talking a lot about TV. The strikes, obviously, has kind of hindered some things that we're watching. We're getting into September films, moving in into October, getting some of those dramas in. It's really strong stuff coming out in September that we'll be covering and uh, covering everything but Loki season two. You know what? I mean, that is a missed opportunity for you. I really believe if you covered Loki season two, the entertainment answer would be in every household across America. Be like that old time when families would gather around the radio. It's a missed opportunity, my friend. 
Well, you know what? If I start time skipping, I'll do it. How about that? Hey, if you can time skip like Loki, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> but then that might become like Quantum Leap. Maybe you won't be able to stop. I uh, know. That's the scary part about it. But uh, now we'll be covering that too. And I always look forward to hearing what you think of those two. So whether it's text or here or whatever, I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, stay in touch, my friend. We definitely will. And for all time, always, Matt, I have to say it one more time. Always, man. Matt, take care (laughs) and go to theentertainmentanswer.com for the Mungle Show commentary and podcast. Check Matt Mungle out. Where can people find you on the socials? Just look for Matt Mungle under Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook, and you'll find me there. Matt, we will see you on the other side, my friend. And of course, still remaining in the world of the living. Take care, my friend. Take care. Now we're here at Across the County. Go to theentertainmentanswer.com. He is Matt Mungle.